This is a GRDC podcast. The benefits of including faba beans in crop rotations has never been better. Hello, I'm Tony Crowley. And the reason why faba beans are a good option in rotations is the newer varieties have never been better. Research scientist with WA's Department of Primary Industries and Regional Development, Mark Seymour, is a self-confessed Pulse fan. And with the agronomic packages available to growers and GRDC's investment in Pulse breeding, Faber beans are delivering tangible results and can no longer be called failure beans. Deb Bishop caught up with Mark Seymour in the Esperance Port Zone region and he began by talking about the most suitable locations in Western Australia to grow faba beans. Well, the main area would be the Esperance area, particularly uh, Scadden area is probably the heartland of them. People have been growing them for a very long time. And then the next most common area is Dongra in uh, Geraldton Port Zone. And then the Great Southern, it's, it's quite a big area, so it's scattered there, but uh, there's probably a lot of renewed interest in the Albany port zone, particularly the high rainfall. Where are f- growers finding that they fit into their rotations, where, that the highest value pulse crop, for instance, and, and benefits in weed and disease control? Yeah, well, last year they were the highest value pulse crop, but that's an uh, anomaly, really, of um, $1,000 a tonne and will probably never be seen again. So they only just fit into the high value pulse uh, category I suppose, uh, lentils and chickpeas are normally higher value. But what we see with beans, particularly in the higher rainfall, medium to high rainfall, is just very good growth, very good nitrogen fixation, usually correct clean crops, very good disease control. And what we find invariably is that people get their best wheat crops after beans compared to the other pulses. What about the new varieties? Where's the research taking us into mm. the newer faba beans? Yeah, well, it's probably, there's a couple of exciting things on the, on the radar. So Bendock is a variety that was released last year, and that's got the first Faber bean released that's got real IMI tolerance. So it allows people to use IMI herbicides within the crop post-emergent. And that's creating a lot of interest in the Albany port zone where they use IMI herbicides and they've got weeds that uh, will be controlled by them. So... What about the production benefits of growing the latest faba bean varieties? Well, I think, yeah, weed control aspect with IMI is a strong point. Uh, having said that, there are also non-IMI varieties like Samira, that, um, that is the most common variety, and there are you know, a range of herbicides available now, and a couple that have only just come to market that uh, allow for better weed control, and that is probably, you know, that's the heartland of any decision choice about whether to grow a break crop or not is in WA's weed, the amount of weed control you get. And so beans is a lot stronger now than it was even three or four years ago. Some of the harvest issues, uh, visual appearance is important, isn't it, with faba beans? Yeah, it's probably not the crop you want to leave out in the paddock for wet weather to come through and stain your seed. Um, even though the new varieties have better disease resistance, it, all, everything starts to break down once the crop matures. So if you don't manage your uh, harvesting timing to really get clean seed in, yeah, you're gonna get downgraded and not get the best price. And in some instances, you're gonna struggle to find a, a buyer if you haven't got good clean seed. 
the early varieties had poor foliar disease resistance and there were some pretty bad experiences with faba bean losses. That is turning around, isn't it, with the research on the table and, and the mm. research coming along? Yeah, certainly. I think the breeding program which GRDC have been funding for many years is really hitting their straps. So we've seen a marked improvement over the last five years since we've had Samira available. And it's just, mate, you don't get the blowouts that you used to get in the 90s. So you still see disease, but it's not at catastrophic levels. What we've seen in recent years, and in trials, in my trials and the breeders' trials that we run for them, is some varieties of lines that were much better. And one of those has only recently been released. It's called Amberley. And it, I call it a clean skin. The breeder won't like me saying that, but it's got the best resistance to the chocolate spot that we've ever seen in an Australian variety. And that's going to create a lot of interest. Um, I think people overspray their, their beans currently, so it costs them too much. And I think they'll, the surety of Amberley, it, it'll just look clean and you'll get benefit from the few sprays that you do. And I reckon that's going to be a bit of a game changer. And the outcomes that we're seeing here at Skadden uh, and this uh, commitment to Faber bean, beans is over four decades long, uh, the, the, the wheat crop that we we're looking at today is clearly uh, testimony to sticking with Faber beans, would you say? Yeah, I think, as I said at the beginning, you, you, we do tend to find the best wheat crops in the districts tend to be after beans. So if you can grow beans and do the agronomy well and stick with them and have a clean crop, try and maximise the biomass. Um, and it, you know, what you don't pick up in yield in the favour bean yield, which you know can be very good in a high rainfall year, but even in a low rainfall year, when they don't yield as well as you'd like, they're still uh, putting a lot into the soil. And the soil, in some instances, you can almost see and feel the soil improvement after beans, which, you know, I'm a fan of all the legumes, but I see that more with the beans than other legumes. So I think it's a very robust system once you get into it and you've got to, you do have to stick with it and perhaps modify how you sow it and certainly get your timing of sprays right and your um, harvest on time and maximise your yield potential. But once you get into it and stick with it and make decisions, if the season hasn't broken by the 10th of May and you're in a low medium rainfall, probably don't sow them, switch to something else. So try and avoid the failures. They have a history of being, being called failure beans, and a lot of that was diseases. We've solved that, I think, and with varieties and with current management. And uh, there aren't too many reasons to have a failure bean anymore, other than the fact that it just doesn't rain and then most things fail. Well, I think the combination of the new varieties that have just been coming out in the last five years, and particularly in the last two years, gives so many more options for people to choose, depending on their situation if they want to use imi herbicides or not, or if they're worried about disease, we've got varieties now with very good disease uh, resistance or tolerance. And so it's, it's all looking really good. I think the new products on the market that will help with weed control and disease management, the ducks are all lining up, I think, for beans. For anyone who's ever tried them in the past and wasn't happy, I think now's the time to have another look at them. And I'm pretty uh, positive pretty hopeful about the future of beans in, in WA and also just in Australia as a whole. Mark Seymour from Deepherd and he was talking to Deb Bishop. For more information about Faber beans, search the GRDC website for the 2020 Western Australian Crop Sowing Guide. 
and before applying herbicides, check APVMA's permit portal. You've been listening to a GRDC podcast.